Levels, levels. Levels, levels. So we went out to dinner tonight. Oh, is that why we're recording late? Uh, sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we went to West Des Moines for dinner. Oh, oh, I, I have a really good suggestion. Oh, you already went. Okay, I have a suggestion, but where did you end up going? We went to Giordano's. We had um, deep dish Chicago pizza. Not as good as Lou Malnati's, for the record. As we're eating it, Amy says, huh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's fine, but it's not Lou's. I'm like, yeah, it's not Lou's. So, well, where did you think we should go? Oh, um, I've heard really good really good reviews about a place called uh, mansions at Jordan Creek. <laughs> I'm not sure how the food is, but I've heard that their credit card policies are really lax. Amazing. They'll take anything, anything and all. toddlers welcome to talking to todd weekly podcast with dwayne johnson and todd prince where failure is always an option thanks for joining us hey todd hey how's it going pretty good i i feel much better this week i think i sound better than i did last week too yeah you do you do sound better but wait you you said you you ate at uh giordano's i did and you feel better right now uh, that won't last long. I was going to say, we better get this thing moving. <laughs> I hear it's a lot of cheese. A, a lot, lot of cheese. Boy. Oh, we had, oh boy, yeah. Yeah, and cheese bread on top of the the deep dish cheese, lots of cheese pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it uh, sounds like we better move directly to follow up and feedback here. All right. What do you have? when we were talking so when you were talking about what you were watching and you said you were watching reboot yes. and i said oh yeah that's really cute amy said i don't think you're talking about the right show <laughs> and she was right <laughs> i agreed with you that i was talking about the wrong show and she also knew exactly which show I was thinking that I was thinking of, which was not the show that you were thinking of. We've been married a long time. <laughs> hey, I've seen this show. No, you haven't. No. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. What show was I thinking of? Oh, the other one? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. is the show. Oh, that yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was super. <laughs> that was it. That was all I had from Amy. Lisa's a, Lisa's a couple of episodes behind as is uh, as, she, as she's still you know recovering from hip surgery and sort of getting back into listening to podcasts. She's a couple of weeks behind. I I know exactly which episode she's at because uh, this morning she went and ran some errands, had podcast on in the car, came back in, door opens, and this is what I get. You two are really pushing it with jerks of the week and Todd guess a number. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's gonna be happy with this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I forgot we even did that. She's like, you need to. 
just forget that that ever happened. <laughs> well, I can promise you that we will not be doing Todd guess a number this week. Excellent. That that sounds mildly specific, but that's it's a very and, specific denial. And, yes, and and also a bit of foreshadowing, if if I'm clear. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure it'll all be fine. What else I'm, we got? <laughs> yeah. Greg had a request that by, we're going to. By, by the way, that throwaway line from Dwayne was called Chekhov's gun. <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, uh, we got a request from Greg that we're going to cover later in the show under Dwayne's technical corner. All right. And that was demand uh, content by request. Yeah. How about that? We like that. Uh, And and that was all we had from feedback and follow up. Uh, That's all we had from feedback. Okay. I have any. Oh, oh, looks like we have a correction. Um, actually. So. Editing is hard. Uh, this uh, I didn't put this under feedback from Amy. We did a segment. We did a I did a bit last week when we recorded. That was a list of church related bands. Yes, and artists. Yes, that did not make the final cut because our local producer. Nixed it because <laughs> got a note from the network. <laughs> yep. That we have run that joke into the ground. There's no I, need to do that. That's usually where we start, but okay. <laughs> so I wanted to get under an hour. So I cut it. Here's the thing. I left in the Eric church reference <laughs> at the end of the show. <laughs> And I also left in a note about Jesse's theme, which also didn't appear. <laughs> so if you're going to edit, note to other editors out there who might be listening, whoever you happen to be, if you're going to edit, edit all the way, not part way, because um, actually, it's very difficult. I just assumed this is the thought process. Oh. Oh, you want that list out? Fine. I'll edit that list out. Cool. She didn't say anything about the callbacks later in the episode. If you wanted those out, she'd give me that note too. But you didn't give me the note, so it stays in. (laughs) Producer in quotes. (laughs) You want me to look like an idiot? I can look like an idiot. I can do that all on my own. I don't need any help from you. By the way... Uh, this is sorry. Uh, now that we bring that up, <clears throat> going yes. back up to Lisa, Lisa also got caught up and she said that that was nice how how you took the blame for the editing problem where I didn't second her motion that I clearly did and then got edited on the floor. She she got to that episode and she appreciated now that she understands it clearly wasn't me. It was clearly was not that I that I <laughs> fell on my sword. And I yes. took one for you because yes. editing is hard. Which it, is what oh, we've established here. Yeah. Oh, so, so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> All right. difficult. All right. What else do we have? I had no stories that fell under follow-up this week. Did you have anything that we needed to clean up? No, I did not. Farver the week? No, no, nothing there? No. This no. Week, sorry. This week in Farve. I apologize. No. no. Nope. Nope. Okay. 
That's not even cool. a sarcastic no. That is just a That's no. A, oh, thank God. Woohoo. No far. Okay. Did Apple drop anything? In 50 words or less, do we have anything for Todd's tech con- <laughs> Do we have anything for Todd's Tech Corner sponsored by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy? This week, Apple dropped all the software. Oh. So I can start karaokeing? Is that a is that a word? Answer the first question, yes. Answer the second question, I don't know. <laughs> yes, you can encrypt all of your stuff and you can start playing karaoke on your Apple devices. If yes. I ever turned it on, I would know that. <laughs> so, yes. Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS, Watch OS. I don't even know that they have a TV OS anymore. Anyway, the at least the four, the, those four, the all got, got all got major updates this this week. So, all the stuff. Cool. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's some other stuff in there. There's a new app. Apple uh, released a new app, which happens almost never. Uh, they teased it in um, in the Worldwide Developers Conference. If you upgrade any of your devices, you'll have a new app on your devices called Freeform. Freeform is basically a, it's a shared whiteboard uh, application. So you, it's a whiteboard, you can, you know, draw or whatever on it, and you can invite people to also collaborate on it. Can't I do that in notes? Not to the... Extent. Not to the extent that you can with Freeform. The, no. the assumption is, by the way, just why did this why did this come out in the late 2022? Uh, the assumption is somewhere around April of 2020, Apple went, oh crap, <laughs> we we need a way to do a shared whiteboard, and they have software engineers and they wrote it. And after using it for like a year or two years, they said, you know. We could just release this. Will anybody use it? I don't know, but it's Bad. done. So why not? Anyway, there you go. For everybody still working from home, uh, there's no and who only work with people that use Apple devices <laughs> <laughs> and who haven't started using Google Docs. There you go. Joe on an Android liked your device. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means, but sure. Okay. <laughs> hey, can I get somebody from Android to to draw my freeform thing? Yes, but everything they draw will be just green. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, and the date for compliance where Apple has to have the USB-C in all their devices, I believe, has now been set. So there oh. is a date in December of 2024. There's a hard date at which... All devices they sell in the EU in as of December 2024 will have to have USB-C plugs in them for charging purposes. So December 2020. That might be about where we hit our 200th episode. Ooh, something to look forward to. <laughs> and, and not the 155 episodes in between. <laughs> Big day, big day. Yeah, we hit episode 200. No, 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 no. 
the EU's small device peripheral and peripheral charging standards go into effect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that too. too. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So that's that's Todd's tech corner. How about Dwayne's technical corner? So you remember a couple of weeks ago when I said I had not given out any for the year? Yes. Yes. I believe you said that it had been a clean year so far. Yeah. The next night I gave out two. Ooh, commentator's curse. Yes. Yep. Although normally the commentator isn't the one actually doing like the kicking, but you know, whatever. Uh, I had a, uh, one of them was more administrative. I had two delay of game violations on the same team uh, in the same game. And the second one results in a technical foul. Um, So, uh, you know, you feel kind of bad about it because one was for grabbing the ball out of the rim and keeping the other team from inbounding it when you're setting up a press. And the other one was for reaching across the line while somebody was trying to inbound the ball. So two really different kinds of violations, but they both fall under the same section of the rule book. So it results in a technical foul. And to be honest, I mean, they know what they're doing. It's both designed. It's both of those are separate, but they are designed for the exact same thing, which is to slow down the other team from taking an advantage. Although when you say it's an administrative technical, I feel like that's like you blow the whistle, you tee them up. Then you got to go over to the bench and you take out like a, like a form that's like with carbon paper and like five (laughs) copies and you have to press hard. Like, what's this? It's an administrative technical. You would not believe the amount of paperwork that I have to fill out. You have to go, you have to ask your partners, what's the air temperature in the gym and outside? Does anybody know the dew point? Why? It's an administrative technical. It's on the form. I, I need, have to do this. I need tenths of seconds on the clock. Not just <laughs> not just seven minutes and thirty seconds remaining. How many but, tenths? But yes. can you convert can you convert that to UTC? Because it's a metric thing. I don't the and and that's only slightly less paperwork than I have to fill out if I eject someone. <laughs> the which which I thought we were going to have to do two nights later because I gave a kid a technical. This is a separate event where I gave a kid a technical for hanging on the rim. And then he continued to be a jackass the rest of the night. But they got to running clock and the coach set him down because I think the coach was worried that he was going to lose him for the next game because he was the aforementioned donkey. <laughs> For most of the game. And uh, one of my partners, I was not working with with my regular partners that night. One of my partners said that I was was scared that you were going to eject him. And then I was going to have to do paperwork, meaning him, because he was the the referee that night. And I was the umpire and the referee, the R, always has to do the paperwork. He's like, first thing I was doing was making you the R so that you had to do the paperwork because you're the one that tossed him. So. Dwayne, great game. Well called. Good news, bad news situation. Number one, you've just received a field promotion. Congratulations. You are the referee of record. Bad news. Here's the form. (laughs) Here's, Here's the paperwork. Knock yourself out. Yeah. So. Greg asked, speaking of technicals, Greg asked, when was the, when has been the earliest 
technical that I have ever given in a game. Yeah. Because apparently their eighth grade boys coach got a technical 14 seconds into the game this week. Ooh, that's a hard record to beat. I mean, that's, you know, you're going to own that one for a while. Yep. That's, I'm like, wow. He, he clearly said the magic words early. <laughs> I, I normally don't get to the point where my tolerance level is that low until February. Just for the record, I, they get a lot of slack early in the season because everybody's fresh. Everybody's everybody's hopeful about the season. And I'm hopeful that people have changed their ways and aren't idiots, you know. And so they get a lot more slack. By the time you get to February, we don't put up with a whole lot of crap. But 14 seconds in, that's really early. I remember one time in Eldora. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't even know what you're going to say. That tracks. <laughs> yep, I can see it. I had given the co- a coach, boys coach, a technical in the first half for being a jackass. And so he has to sit on the bench right, for the remainder of the game. We come back out of halftime, we inbound the ball, and the ball comes across half court past him, and he is off the bench, kneeling, coaching his girls. And that was his second technical, and I did have to do paperwork that night for ejecting him from the gym. You know, at this point, given how much stuff ends up on YouTube, Facebook video, TikTok, but my thought is, I don't think there's probably any need for you to do any paperwork. You probably just need to put a couple of links in and go. It's all it's all online. Here it's, you watch it's all it. There. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, you know, it's basketball season, so there's stuff going on in technical corner. Uh, I'd like there to be less going on <laughs> in technical I don't know. corner. Sounds like I don't. I don't take guff from anybody. I hang him high, Johnson is what they call me. Right? You just walk out on the court. <laughs> Uh, we were up at we were up at Faith Baptist Bible College uh, on Monday night doing a Grandview Baptist game, and Mark Felderman was in yeah. the audience and came over and uh, talked. We talked a little bit, and he took a couple of pictures, and afterwards said, "I did a really nice job." And if it weren't for Felderman, I would not be refing today because he got me started doing this. So excellent, excellent, and we wouldn't have a segment. That went on for far too long. What's next? <laughs> well, <clears throat> excuse me. You, we specifically said that we were not doing Dwayne guess a number because this is an even episode, and yet you filled something in there. Just be clear, I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> That's right. This segment is called Todd Ought to Know. Not Todd Guess a Number. So, Todd, can you answer this question? No. 
Thank you for playing. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to play the bit. I'm, free, I, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> so the, I, I suppose we could have put this in follow up. It is bowl season. Oh, okay. Yeah. And last year, maybe the last couple of years, we've done college bowl names and where they came from and which bowls have changed names over the years. Yes. The question, the question for you this week is what was the first bowl to have a corporate sponsorship and when and for how much? I want to say it was the sellout bowl. <laughs> Which everybody could see coming. <laughs> I mean, if we're honest. <sighs> hmm. All right. I'm going to say, because okay, it depends on what corporate sponsorship is. I'm going to say the Florida Citrus Bowl 1987 for $100,000. <laughs> there, I'm just going in. I'm going full in on the parlay. So the year was 1986. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm giving you a bell there. It's close enough. You're definitely within the margin of error between, you know, between zero and 20 and years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. You're within the margin of error. It was a five year $10 million naming rights contract. So I, I can't give you the win there. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And it no, was a hundred thousand dollars is how much they paid in cash under the table FIFA style to get oh. the deal. That's what I, that's how much it cost. And it was us F and G. Do you remember what bowl us F and G sponsored in 1986? Was the sh- was it the Sugar Bowl? Yes, it was. Because ABC told the Sugar Bowl people, we'd really like to continue broadcasting your game, but there's absolutely no way we can afford to do it. So Bob Iger, who's now in charge of Disney. Again. Again, right? Helped broker the sponsorship of USF&G to sponsor the Sugar Bowl because not only did they sponsor the bowl, then they also bought commercial airtime. Win, 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 all around. There you go. Well, I mean, basically, Iger got a company to sponsor a bowl game so that they had enough money to give to Iger's company. (laughs) Yes. That's either business or, or a felony. And it kind of depends on who, on how good your lawyer is. (laughs) Now, to be fair, it was also 1986 when the Sun Bowl became the John Hancock Sun Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl became the Sunkist Fiesta Bowl and the Gator Bowl became the Mazda Gator Bowl. But it was really USF and G that kicked the whole thing off. So. Well, there we go. Anyway. They're the winners, because it's not me. Because, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, there can't be a winner, because this isn't a game. No, 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 no. No, I it's just, just a segment. I ought to know. Yes. I just, it's some, I ought it to is. Know. It's something that you ought to know. And you 
almost ought to have known part of it. Yeah. Uh, how about how about idiots? Sure, we can get idiots. The Scott Frost Memorial Idiot of the Week, uh, everyone's favorite segment. Uh, I brought my standard three. What did you bring? <clears throat> so I brought destination in quotes basketball. Destination in quotes basketball. Okay, what's that mean? Dateline Las Vegas. Hello. There we go. <laughs> if we're going to steal a bit, we have to be committed to stealing the bit. <laughs> That's clearly spacing off there. Okay. Would you like to try that again? Nope. Nope. We'll oh, just leave that okay. in the edit. <laughs> clearly, we're the idiots this week. Well, that's good because Dan's having surgery and they're taking the week off. Somebody oh. needs to be the idiots, if not them. Hope you're doing the well, hell. Dan. I, <laughs> even though you don't listen. Doug, if you're listening, tell Dan we hope he's doing well. Sorry. Please continue. And also remind him who Dwayne is. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. This happened over Thanksgiving. The there was a um, there was a <sighs> women's basketball tournament. Yes. played in Las Vegas at which there were some logistical issues and we've covered how bad women's collegiate sports get shafted on this in this segment repeatedly in the final four them not being given the not even be really be given a gym by the NCAA where the men get everything and softball problems anyway the team showed up to play and they were they were the teams were told that they would be set up to a court similar to what Athletes Unlimited Professional Women's League had in Las Vegas earlier that year. That was that was not the case. When they got there, they were in a ballroom hmm. at the Mirage. Yes. Now, for people who don't normally go to these large, massive hotels, like you think, oh, a hotel, a ballroom can be quite big, especially in, you know, the host conventions. And I mean, that's kind of where, you know, you, Dwayne, you, you're, you're aware of, of ballrooms. It's where there, I live. There can be lots and lots of space. There was a court and there was a room, but they didn't actually set up any seating for spectators at all. They literally played a women's basketball tournament. They set up a court. They set up the hoops. They set up the scores table and the benches and the roofs high enough that you can, you can throw the ball. Like there was no in an empty ballroom with zero spectators. And then things got worse <clears throat> because in one of the games, a girl went down with an injury and I think smacked her head on the court. So they, they wanted her to be checked out. So they stopped the game for her to be checked out. According to the school, from the time that injury happened until the time paramedics arrived was 40 minutes. Yeah. It took them an hour from the time the injury happened to get her off of the court. She's fine, by the way. She left. Everything's okay. Not a problem. 
So not only did they not have any spectators, they didn't even have a medical personnel in the hotel. <laughs> now, the teams are a little upset about this because they said, hey, this isn't this isn't great, and this is not what we were promised. However, the, comp- the company that does this, who puts this tournament on, whose name is Destination Basketball, <laughs> was also putting on another tournament a couple of weeks later, and they weren't even at the Mirage. <laughs> they were going to have the exact same setup, but at South Point. Oh, and this festival makes Firefest look well organized and thought out. <laughs> exactly. And if you move it to South Point, then <laughs> oh my lord. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the premier event, Firefest, looks well organized compared to this. Yeah. Yeah. So they, but. Uh, the women had their own showers back in their <laughs> hotel rooms. Yeah. yeah, it comes with your room. Yeah. We don't need to provide you locker rooms. You all have your own rooms, which you can go back to to shower. That was their explanation. No lie. Saw this story. <sighs> yeah. When it came time for the second tournament to happen, and they said, we're going to use the exact same setup we used the Mirage. But at South Point... Dayton, Purdue, and Texas A&M all bowed out of the tournament and said, no, thank you. However, other non-Power 5 conference teams decided to play anyway. But anyway, oh, here you go, Dwayne. Here's a a picture of, uh, again, just for you to see. Here's Here's an upscale tournament. Oh, air wall in the background. <laughs> There's probably yep. a meditation conference going on on the other side of that wall. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Hey, one of the players said, kind of feels like being back in AAU. <laughs> and, and my thought was, oh, no, no. Boys AAU is much higher class than this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No bleachers, just some chairs on the sideline. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, thanks to Destination Basketball for finding a way to uh, take women's college athletics and downgrade it even more. And again, as I put it out, that's saying something because it's because it's really bad in places. And they went, that's really bad. Hold my beer. <laughs> I can make this worse. All right. Uh, The three stories from me that you have to choose from this week. Yeah. Uh, Story number one, fake news. Story number two, vote for Tommy. And story number three, Mr. Fusion. Is number two, just, I just want to be clear here. Because I've said this a couple of times on here. Is number two, vote for Tommy? Or is it vote for Tommy? It would be the 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 former, not the latter. Okay. okay. All right. It's good. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Important clarification. Tammy. That's why yeah. I put it in there. He's the goat. 
you know what? Now that I've now that I've done that so much, let's let's talk about vote for Tommy. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this, I just want to preface our listeners that this may veer into Okay, so this is actually a lecture. Go ahead. By the way, real quick, just because of the what the way we're reacting to that, if we actually ever do this as another podcast and we use that music, I want the opening scene. We got to figure out how to get enough money. I want Fozzie Bear <laughs> dancing <laughs> with 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 the music to open it. Why Fozzie? I don't know. But it seems like it'd be a good idea. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Please continue. I'll write that down and we'll 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 cover that in the production meeting. <laughs> yeah, put that in the producer's notes so that she can yeah. work on that. So this story came to me via City View and the Civic Skinny column, which which is written by uh your friend Michael Gartner. Hmm. Yes. A reader, I'm just gonna read this because there's nothing I can do with it that would enhance on what Mike writes, right? Yeah. By the way, real quick, uh, my friend, in quotes, used to work for him, and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, Yes, Michael Gardner. That's probably the more important of those two, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Which is why I I am not going to edit a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. I'm not going to edit his words. So, a reader tells City View, that his friend had problems when trying to vote in Urbandale on election day. The poll worker who was handing out ballots informed her, this was the friend, informed the friend that she would not be allowed to vote, stating, voters cannot wear any clothing promoting a political candidate. That's in quotes. Okay, that seems reasonable. Right? Our reader's friend was wearing a Tommy Hilfinger (laughs) t-shirt. After explaining who Tommy Hilfinger was, she was eventually allowed to vote. My (laughs) idiot of the week is a poll worker taking their job perhaps a bit too seriously. Vote for Tommy! (laughs) In unrelated news, congratulations to Tommy Hilfiger, the uh, city auditor for Urbandale. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. I don't, know. I don't know how often you get to read City View anymore. I'm like, oh my God, I got to put this in. <laughs> oh, hey, something here under travel stories. I don't have anything because I've been home for three weeks. You've got... You have prepared for your trip. Amy wants to, Amy has been listening. The other question, so where are they going? I mean, you gave some OPSEC that you would not be at the undisclosed location. Do you want to let our listeners know what you're doing and why you're going to be gone so long? Well, the good news is Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne recording schedules are going to be off by about seven hours for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, the good news is, is since I'm not going to work. For the last two weeks of the year, we can record anytime you feel like. There you go. Yes. So, yes, this this will be another couple of episodes, episodes coming from London. So, okay. headed headed there for Christmas and New Year's. They're 
probably will be content, if I'm honest. They have a fireworks display there along the river. They they shoot off the fireworks on a barge in front of in front of the London Eye, and to keep it from getting overcrowded, they sell tickets uh, to get into the zone, and they're capped at a hundred thousand people. Capped, capped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and we've got two, and we're going to see how that goes, because you know how much I love crowds of people. And how much Lisa loves standing around without moving in the cold for hours. Really, this is just like, like this is a Venn diagram (laughs) of our favorite things. (laughs) Well, it is Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, standing in the cold, (laughs) lots of people right there. All of those things. I simply remember. If if we actually see the fireworks from inside the pen, it will be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going on the 23rd? It could be a Festivus miracle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that Festivus is as big a deal over there as it is here. If I'm oh, here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I got a lot it's of problems an, with you people and you're going to hear about it. Oh, no, no, no. They've got that. Everybody <laughs> oh. is striking over the holidays. The rail, rail, uh, rail workers are going on strike multiple times. Ambulance drivers are going on strike. Nurses are going on strike. Everybody's going on strike over the holidays. Uh, yeah. So. That's the Festivus ep- episode. <laughs> Pretty much. Festivus, yes. Bagels, no. <laughs> hey, are you going to be driving the trains today? I got a lot of problems with you, pal. <laughs> You're going to be hearing about them for the next 48 hours. <laughs> it's feats of strength just to stay within the pen. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, so we're we're going to be we're going to be headed there next week. And Delta sent sent me a very nice text message. Sent Lisa one too, reminding me that it is time to. It's time to get ready for your flight. Yeah. If you go on, it says most countries have lifted their COVID related travel requirements. However, if you're unsure of your destination's requirements, you can go here. If you log in, it basically says requirements, none. Everybody's dropped everything. There's no requirements. However, text message. Hey, time to get ready. Check your requirements. There are none. There's, there's none. Well, you checked them. What, I, if they made not, a list. If, they if made a list. And you checked twice. Yeah. <laughs> Should have saw that coming. <laughs> you, you, you are not nice. Okay, so <laughs> yep, more dad jokes. I've been naughty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I'm just again. I don't. I don't do computer programming. I just you know I'm I'm around IT. But my thought would be. If requirements equal none, then send text equals no. <laughs> but nobody coded that. So anyway, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So there you go. I, it obviously worked. I did check the requirements. Yeah, it did. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> By the way, I'm hoping there will be no travel stories over the next three weeks. Did I mention there's rail strikes? <laughs> oh boy. 
Hey, speaking of rail strikes, what are you watching? It seems like you got you got a train thing on what you're watching. Yeah, so um, this one's been out for a while, but Sunday night we were just flipping through and saw Monday night maybe. Anyway, we're on Netflix. Oh, we watched the uh, second. Oh, we watched the second holiday uh, Great British Bake Off. Okay. For this year, which was last year. Anyway, we watched that, and then we're there. We're like, oh, what else are you going to watch? Oh, hey, there's this thing called Bullet Train. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, heard about that. So yeah. we watch so we watch Bullet Train. Amy has tried to watch it three times. She always starts it too late in the evening and she keeps <laughs> falling asleep. And you can't do that because there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of concentric circles and going back and forth. You kind of got to pay attention, but not too closely. So because <laughs> if you pay attention too closely, then you go, I don't think shut up. OK, so so you have to pay attention like at 80 percent, but not at 100 percent. OK, it was enjoyable It for what it is. It's absolutely enjoyable. Yes. Oh, and it is. There is a large amount of of cartoonish violence. There's a, there's a high level, not not the big final scene in the first Kingsman movie level of violence. Okay. But there is a line that you could draw <laughs> more, more Deadpoolish than haven't Kingsman? seen Deadpool. I haven't seen Deadpool. You have not seen now it's on the list. Maximum effort. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Once I, once I saw that welcome to Wrexham, I heard this guy's in a movie and I was going to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, bullet train. It's fun. It is, it is cartoon violence. Uh, there's a lot of blood. Yeah. But it's, it's well worth the two hours and five minutes. If you, if you start early <laughs> and. <laughs> okay. And also season Sage two of advice. <laughs> season two of slow horses on Apple TV plus on Apple TV on Apple TV is back with Gary Oldman playing the lead role. And man, he's, he's so, so good in this role. Yes. So anyway, that is back. It is, it is a marvelous, it's a marvelous show for anybody who hasn't watched season one, highly recommend it. Season two is now streaming on Apple TV plus they dropped one or two episodes and now they just drop one a week. So, uh, highly recommend that. If you're a fan of Eric, Gary Oldman, definitely got to watch. What are you watching? So we started watching mm-hmm. on Showtime, George and Tammy. Okay. Which is the biopic about George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Okay. It is one episode a week. We are two episodes in. I listened to this music growing up. It was on in my house. So I'm you know, familiar with stand by your man and, you know, the old possum and, uh, golden rings and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's what was on in our house. So, you know, knowing more about, I have not gone to history versus Hollywood yet, (laughs) but I will at some point when we get a couple more episodes in just to see, but right now I'm just taking in the experience of what these, filmmakers are 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 putting out on the screen however their publicists i have to say uh because 
had you chosen fake news. Yes. The New York Times ran a promotion. This was in the New York Times this week. Okay. Showtime original. The quote from Deadline, intense storyline. A quote from Variety, Jessica Chastain is dazzling. Rolling Stone, best series of the year. That's a that's a lot of that's a I mean that's really good. Right? All of these quotes were totally made up. They were placeholders that got sent to the New York Times to just hold for the ad, except this was what was actually supposed to run. Now, don't get me wrong. The New York Times says they're so good together. And the Daily Beast says their chemistry is electrifying. Those are good quotes. And those are accurate. (laughs) (laughs) The New York Times regrets the error. I mean... It takes a lot of work to col- to collect all the quotes. If you can just make them up on your own, I mean, that I mean, really just cuts out the middleman. I was told back in my newspaper days, never put anything into the computer that you do not want to see in print. I don't care how funny it is. I don't care how awesome it looks. Never, ever, ever. Put anything into the computer that you do not want to see printed for 10,000 people. Don't do it. Yep. Yep. That's uh, those are words to live by. Yes. Yes, Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I mean, you could put blah, blah, blah says the Watanabe press and who's it, what's it, why is it from, I don't care what newspaper as placeholders, put blah, blah, blah. Do not put an actual looking quote from the New York Times because somebody might mistake it. Realistically, it could have been worse. There is there is a way that could have been worse. None of those quotes have four letter words in them. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... I've seen worse. I've seen better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they ran it and every, those are totally believable. Absolutely believable quotes. None of them true. Similarly, and we've talked about this with the Maryland biopic blonde. Uh, I don't know how much of it is true. I'd like to think most of it. It seems realistic, but who knows? I'll find out when I go to the website. Just just be be clear that you're going to a third party website and not the website the producers set up. It's all true. Every single bit of it says says the producers. Well, Jake, we still haven't made it through whatever the hell the fall wall thing is. Haven't gotten back to it. Sorry. There's something else too. By the way, just pointing out. Yeah. We're this segment is Michael Shannon heavy. Because he is the lead in George and Tammy, and he is also in Bullet Train. Oh. <laughs> Didn't know we were doing a theme. Okay. Uh, 
Nope, can't come up with anything else I watched. It must have been incredibly memorable. Oh, well. Hey, moving on. What else we got? All right. Hey, so this week, once again, I've learned that delivery is a tough business. They just, these, it, it, they struggle. I ordered something around Black Friday. Didn't ship for like a week. And I'm like, where is this thing? And the next day it actually shipped. Okay. And then it was going to take a little while. And I was like, well, I can see it's within, it's, it's near the undisclosed location, but it's going to take a few days to get here. That doesn't make any sense. Following tracking, <clears throat> it was south of the undisclosed location. Then it got on the freeway, the, the interstate that goes through the undisclosed location within a mile of my house, drove through, headed north. A hundred miles north of here. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. It just, just check it out. Hey, a hundred miles north of here, it switched trucks at a town whose elevation is higher than its population. <laughs> and it's not that tall. It's not that high. And then continued on for another 200 miles to the north to be put on another truck to then be brought 300 miles back down <laughs> to then go through a series of stations here to find its way. Anyway, it went through town and three days later it got back here. <laughs> I'm like, this is the most efficient way UPS knows how to do stuff. Just pull over to the side of the road, set my package on the side of the road, take a picture of it and send me a text and drop a pin. I can, I gotcha. That's as close as some of my other deliveries have been anyway to my house. So that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's standard procedure for the USPS. So whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it, if it goes USPS, we ain't seeing it. That's just, we're not, we're not. Our neighbors are going to see it maybe, but we're not anyway. So there you go. Yeah. US, uh, UPS, uh, delivery, uh, routes make even less sense than airline routes. And that is saying something. How about you? What'd you learn this week? So every morning I get served an email under the guise of what they send me are interesting facts. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Most days I just delete them. The New York times says these are the most interesting facts. Oh, sorry. But one story this week was about the history of iconic brands. And okay. I'm a, I'm a brand steward at work, so I'm, I'm interested in following other companies' brands, right? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I take a lot of grief that in high school I was a dome master at Pizza Hut, but brand steward feels like it's right there with dome master. <laughs> You're you're not wrong. <laughs> I have to do an annual certification for the record. Before I go on vacation at the end of the week, I need to finish my annual certification that I've done all my work as a brand steward. Ugh. Anywho, the Geico Gecko. Do you know the history of the Geico Gecko? Yes. 
there was an episode of 99% Invisible, I believe, or Planet Money. One of the two of those actually had the the background of from Geico because it's a long thing. And it turns out it was a wife of an executive who thought it was cute, right? Something like that. That Geico sounds like Gecko? Yes. Yeah. And thought it was a cute mascot that somebody had drawn up or something. Right. And do you know why they had to actually put it into practice? Uh, I don't remember. Because in 1998, there was a Screen Actors Guild strike, and they couldn't hire actors in the Geico commercials, because they'd always had actors in the Geico commercials. But instead, they could put a gecko on screen because they had to continue to make and air commercials. And after that, it just kind of stuck. Originally, do you know who the voice actor was for the Geico Gecko? I, this is something Todd ought to know. Don't play this, this song. Don't play this song. Okay. That's not this segment. Oh, oh, it's no. so close. <laughs> uh, no, Kelsey, who was it? Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yes. Frazier was the original voice with a posh British, British accent. Yeah, and, because if you need a British accent, go get Kelsey Grammer. Right, exactly. And then slowly it it uh, kind of evolved into this casual Cockney accent that we have now. But anyway, yeah, the Geico Gecko. I learned this week where the Geico Gecko came from because I never knew that. But it was it was as a result of the Screen Actors Guild, and they had to put something on. So. <laughs> I never would have guessed that the Geico seems so nice. You're telling me he crossed a picket line. I don't know. <laughs> Scab. Scab. <laughs> the music Happy Boy by Kevin Cloud. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast. Wherever you get your pods, just search talking and the number two, no G, no space. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. We just ordered uh, a couple of Christmas ornaments, custom Christmas ornaments on Zazzle. So if you need a code, text me and I can get you a code for a discount on Zazzle. Uh, and once you order, they will send you codes daily and you'll never need to ask me again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they use the DNC emailer. Uh, you can always, as always, you can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. You can check out our soon-to-be award-winning Naperville Drains if you're in the greater Chicago area. We want to thank our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, uh, especially since we did their segment this week. And DJ to go Cedar Valley. Go Dan, go. We hope you're doing well. Uh, and you can send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com, even though no one does that. Todd? So this is the part where I kind of look back through the show and see what we covered and try to do like a funny callback to something that was there. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I, I can't find anything that's funny. And then I look back at the Todd ought to know. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this F and G game. 
<laughs> if I air that as is, do I need to run the cuckoo? <laughs> I was pretty careful. You were. That was good. We probably won't need to clean that up. But we'll be back next week from wherever Todd happens to be. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. We're talking to Todd. are apparently Roy Kent. That's what I was going to say. You got us in trouble. We're here. We're there. We're every effing where. Roy Kent. <laughs> Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Yes. When I heard that, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't, we, we don't want any, we don't want any of that. <laughs> We're not getting any ice cream either. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>